Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. Forget that stuff. I'm going to jump right into it. Sorry for a little bit delay. Uh, I thought I would get this done earlier, but man, it's been a heck of a day. I'm going to get into my weekend. I had the three-day mile-high precision rifle class, our second one of the season. A lot to talk about with that, but I don't want to... I don't want to go in the same direction that I did last time because we already did that. So I'm going to just hit on some main parts of the lesson learned. But today, been going all kinds of stuff. Uh, I think I may have talked about my computer messing up, my Mac Pro. I ended up losing a memory chip and a whole bunch of little things happened. You know, it, cascading failure kind of stuff. So I took it to Apple Store. They told me, oh, one of your memory chips is bad. And I'm like, hey, you want to replace it? And they're like, well, we're really expensive. You should go maybe look at another option. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I ordered up like 128 uh, gigabyte uh, chips for it and replaced all the old ones with some new ones. And that seemed to really kind of breathe some new life into the computer. I did a clean install on everything, been kind of revamping spring cleaning on the computer systems, I guess is the best way to put it. So I installed that stuff on Friday night after getting back from the class because they were here waiting for me. And then on Saturday while I was in class, I had my breakout box in a graphics card show up because I'm putting together an eGPU system. So that's what I was doing this morning. And my older, my trash can Mac, Mac Pro, uh, isn't designed for an eGPU with the new Mojave and all that stuff. You can just plug it right in. So it's like, ah, but then you got to hack the old ones. And I'm a little like, mm, I'm not really sure if I want to do that, you know, because there's some stuff and, you know, software hacks. So you can reverse it. It's not like it's crazy. But I put the breakout box together, threw in my Radiant card and all that and plugged it into my uh, MacBook Pro, my 13-inch laptop, and that one's designed to actually work with an eGPU, like, plug-and-play. So I did that, and um, it did. It worked. Everything was cool. Then tried to drive my monitor and everything, and, yep, that worked. Everything's good. So then I went over and kind of got the Mac all ready, the Pro all, all ready to do the software stuff. And uh, there's, a you know, like, four steps you got to take. You got to hack a little piece here and add a little code there and tell it what you're going to do. Plugged it in, took like twice to restart, you know, because that's been part of the problem. I don't quite know what the heck the issue is. My my computer, like even since the changing the memory out, it happened before, like it'll restart, but then the monitor doesn't come on and it takes forever for anything to show up in the monitor. And I'm like, ah, I'm not a fan. And so then I restarted it, nothing came up and then restarted it again and nothing came up and then did a kind of little uh, 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 and it worked and it came up and now it's working and I'm driving off a display port through the breakout box, man. So I'm happy. And then I went and um, checked final cut. I went to that old, uh, what do you call it? The uh, desert tech video that crashed it and broke it last time. Four cage footage, 4K footage. And I put 13 minutes of footage and in between there, I did like 30 second breaks of generator stuff. So like really, you know, labor intensive kind of computing power stuff. I put that in there. So it was total 1321 with a, with three sections of generators. And I just did a basic render on it. And I'm rendering and working in uh, 4K. And it took 16 minutes to render my 13 minute just footage that I threw together. I put LUTs on it. I, I used a different LUT for every piece of footage I dropped in. And I wasn't making anything. I was just kind of throwing footage that was there, like big heavy footage. 
in, in, you know, just to see how long it would render and what would go on. And bam, it was zippy. But like I said, the fact I'm using it through the display port, everything seems to be a happy camper. And so my Mac's up and running. Now I got to replace a lot of the software because I, um, like I said, I clean installed it. I did a bunch of stuff. And then I, this morning I was like pulling every wire and doing this and rewiring all the USBs and all the Thunderbolt ports. I mean, that's the bitch. It's like my one complaint with Apple, like I'm an Apple fan. My one complaint is the fact that here they coming out with like they do the black magic eGPU. That's not the one I got, but they have that in the Apple store. And they're like, dude, get an eGPU for your laptop and do this. It doesn't support older computers. It's like it only works on Thunderbolt 3 with that USB-C port. And any of these old ones, it, it's not supported. And it's like the old computers that I can't change my graphics card on is the one that needs it. <laughs> Right? I mean, totally. It's like th my, my trash can Mac, I can't swap out the graphics card. I only have six gigabyte of, um, you know, memory in there with the whole thing and not the newest, latest, and greatest. This is a 2013. You would think that guy needs the upgrade. No. Your brand new one, you can plug right in. But your old one? Sorry, dude. You got to hack it all up. All right. Anyway, off to that. So the class. Let's get, um, oh, wait, a couple things. I'm not going to get into the class yet. So first thing, the Minnesota class information is posted in Sniper's Hide. Uh, Minnesota, the, the, the members joined there. I think there's like 12 slots open right now because we, we offered it to the, um, the, the club first. They had first right of refusal for students, and now it's open to the public. So if you're in Minnesota, it is uh, – let me go pull it up. Hold on a second. I will kind of get it on the in the thing. Let me see if I can find it. Where the heck is it? I got to go over to training. Let me see if my thing will reach this far so I could still talk while I look on the other screen. So in the training section, training and classes, and it is under, where the heck is it, Minnesota class. I linked it. I should just go to Facebook, right, and link it. There it is. Okay, so now my it's on my Facebook page for the uh, for Sniper's Hide, not my personal one is the easier link to get to it. But let me, come on, man! Look at Facebook sucks. They you know what they do? They crush my um, they crush my page, so it barely loads. Any if I go to the regular Facebook page, it'll work. Okay, so it's the Gopher Rifle and Revolver Club, Gopher Rifle and Revolver Club, Harrison, uh, Minnesota. And uh, it's going to be my class there, so you can sign up and do whatever you have to do. A couple-day class, a two-day class, precision rifle class, um, and you can take care of that. But it's the gopher guy, so if you're close to that or if you're in Minnesota and you want to do that, don't forget those mugs from the Sniper Side Swag are there in the forum. Just do SH Swag in the forum, and you can find the mugs. Um, really cool tumblers. They came out shit hot. Yeah, you know, that's good. And uh, what else do I got admin-wise? I'm not going to get into comments right now. I'll probably do comments before. This week, I'm going to AK. Alaska starts up. So we got the classes in Alaska happening, like, soon. So I'll be there this weekend. So you'll be getting a little bit of hit and miss. But I'll do podcasts from up there. They just probably won't sound as good as this, but they'll be pretty dang close. But anyway, the class, 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 class. We had a full class, 12 students. Which I, I kind of, like I said, I kind of want 10, but 12's fine. 
I mean, not a big deal. Six and six for Mike and I. Um, no, you know, no drama there. Weather was typical. Tons of wind, 12 to 20 miles an hour all weekend long. It went down a little bit once. We had one little break where it was like six miles an hour, and we actually got to clean up some zeros. Average zero, because of the winds on my range, the average zero was off about an inch, inch and a half, you know, at 100 yards because the winds were so damn strong. So we ended up following a similar model. Uh, doing it the way we talked about and all that. The only thing I'm going to say where I'm going to get into this, we're really relook its data, man. Da- the, the, the computers in the data are our point of correction right now. What do we got to fix? I got to fix everybody in their damn computers and how they get the data. Now, I got together with Impact Data Books and I made those pages if you use ballistic software, you go to Impact Data Books, you go look up the ballistic um, pages there. And I think it's a great way to do it and to put your information and to have it. Your tri dopes right there, or not your try, your verified dope that you shot is included. And this is the problem everybody wants to piecemeal their software while you're doing things. And we are trying to get guys to get tri dope. Okay, so we did the 300-yard drop again. We had like three rifles that just didn't work. It didn't work at all. Like, go figure this, okay? And this was one, and this is going to go into another story, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this one part of it at the end. So there was like three rifles. We shot it, and with the wind at 300 yards, I kind of need different boards, because you can get guys where their rounds will, will kind of get together because we're trying to do it on like two different boards. And we, and you know, I don't have a, a firing line where each person gets their individual target stand, you know. So when we do paper, it's on kind of unified boards. Well, at 300, we put two boards like six and six. And that's still kind of a bit too tight for... um you know, everybody there when the wind is that strong, some groups to string out. And honestly, that two, 300 yard groups on paper, when you're doing it that early in the process, they're not groups to write home about. You know what I mean? So we, we, we Mike and I were talking about that and we're like, you know what? This is going out the window. We don't like the way it works with this because like I said, not all the rifles lined up correctly in the biggest one. And this is going to go into kind of a bigger story here a little bit. So I have a, a, a Lego Valkyrie. It's got a Craddock barrel, arrow parts and some stuff. And then it's got like a Vortex, um, the HST or whatever, the really low cost scope on it. And it, it'll it'll shoot a good group and then it strings it vertically like really weird and shoot a group and it was like uh, it's not great and you, he's shooting it well but mm, something's not right and it was kind of like where the um the scope was but I'm not sure so we go to do this drop test zero right it doesn't drop at three we got a hundred yard zero on all the guns we're going out to three hundred and you're gonna shoot it without touching your scope at all. So everybody drops between 8 and 13 inches, right, at 300 yards. The Valkyrie drops an inch. It was like point of aim, point of impact. One of the rounds actually went into the 3-inch shoot and see. That's how close to the bottom they were. And we're like, what the frig is going on? 
We did it a second time just to kind of double check some stuff. You know, we went down, marked up the first set of holes, and then we did another group to get some reps in, you know, some group reps. And then we'll have like a bigger, you know, 10-shot center instead of a 5-shot center. Doesn't drop again. So it's like, well, this ain't working and this whole thing. Well, then, you know, we send everybody home and we say, line up your software with that 300-yard drop and then come in tomorrow morning with your tri-dope through your software. And this is trying to go against doing the 800. I mean, to get a new shooter at 800 yards in an 18-mile-an-hour wind on the truing bar, hard. You know what I mean? It's not great. So... It's like, oh, you know, 800 yards, you got an 18-mile-an-hour win. Ah, that ain't going to happen. The, the 300 yards on paper, that should work good. Three of the guns don't drop like they're supposed to. That's not going to happen. We need to re-evaluate re that, which we're doing. And I think I got a pretty dang good solution to it. Mike and I put some stuff up, but I'm not going to tell you until I try it. But anyway, we, you know, so that kind of made that a bust for me. I wasn't a fan of what was going on. But, um, you know, just bullet point the class. We did the same, you know, in the morning was all wind. All we did Saturday morning was teach wind. Very different varying degrees, paper, steel, the chimes, all that. And we just worked on a focus on the wind. And then in the afternoon when we dope everybody, confirm and do all this stuff, uh, you know, that we normally do. We had much better results, much, much better results on target than I think we normally would if we did dope people in the morning and then the, the drills in the afternoon. You know, it, it's it's it worked out really good. But the thing we're trying to solve, I mean, we have software that we recommend, you know, like Traceall. I really and that's a paid one. So it's like, OK, if you're going to buy software, buy Traceall. The bitch is if you're an Android user, they haven't updated Traceall for Android. So I'm really hesitant because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. The latest updates to Android seem to let it work. But it doesn't have the same sort of UI fixes that the iPhone version does. If you're an iPhone user, Traceall rocks. Works really, really good. So then what's our other? We tell everybody Hornaday Ford off. It's free. Right, we like the idea of free software for people, and then you got your guys with Kestrels and things like that. And again, big fan of Kestrels, AB Hornaday, whatever the case may be. I don't care if you got a Kestrel with software in it. Yeah, we do things a little slightly different than recommended, but at the same time, if you do it that way, it works. Like true in the BC and not bending the muzzle velocity as much as they want. So if we do that, we tend to find that the AB software works really, really good, and we dig it in the Kestrel. Excellent. So now we're dealing with that. We got Hornaday Ford off, and then the Streelocks, the ABs, and all this. And when there's variations and things aren't right, and, and here's the bit. Yeah, they're off like a tenth or two here and there. Live with it, man. It's less than a minute. Okay, if you can tweak it and do it, that's one thing. But you're going to see, especially in the beginning and you're a new shooter, something I don't think people realize is happening because they're like, on the first day, their software's pretty good. Then later in the afternoon, we're shooting again and we're getting reps in and things change. You're changing. 
That's the point I try to make. And, and it's still, people want the results to match the computer. They don't understand that the computer can't match the results unless you true it. And there's so many, I mean, you got to true you too. So here, you know, we're, we're putting reps in on guys that have, you know, limited experience, limited fundamentals, and stuff's changing throughout the day. Yes, it will. That's why we recommend and we try to push you to hard copy and writing things down, you know? And then we can go back and fix the computers and get the computers to match that data when we have complete data, you know? But early on the first and second day, we don't. But people are phone, software, phone, this, phone, software, so we're going to solve that. And I'm like I said, I'm not really going to talk about it yet until we figure it out. But I think we have a plan for that as well. We basically determined because of this and the way we're doing class, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to end up redoing my PowerPoint. I'm going to slim it down again. I want to get it to like the dead on absolutely no more than four hours from start to finish, even if I go off on tangents. And then we're going to do the win class and the stuff like we do. And we're going to probably end up doing a ballistic class. Rather than just giving you the bullet points on software, it, it appears to me like on Saturday night, or not night, but Saturday afternoon, we're going to end up ending that day with your data and give you a class to fix that. But we got some stuff in the works and we're doing some things that I think are going to help in this regard because it's just you get it's constant onesie twosie of your 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 12 times i'm giving a class on software to the individual you know so that's got to get solved but come saturday sunday now these guys stepped up man i'm telling you our process works Uh, like i said i'm not going to get in repeat the same thing we did last time i'm not going to go down that road and um, I'm not going to kind of chase that rat and, oh, pat me on the back. And, oh, these guys hit, these guys hammered. They had first and second round hits all the way out, including distance, in tough conditions. The main thing I'm going to say on a student side is when you're new, you really don't understand. You're kind of coming in and you don't know what to expect from a class and the instructors. You got to having a positive attitude is really, really good. A couple times we had guys that were almost wanted to start to get frustrated. And it's like, nah, dude, don't get for We're going to fix that. Or guys that like don't want to take away from the class and adjust setup. You know, okay, I'm going to move your scope. We're going to change your rings and, and adapt them, you know, re-ring it, re-scope it. Give me five. We're going to do this. And they're like, no, 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 the class, the class, the class. Dude, you're here for the class. If you happen to have to have a colossal change because your system's not set up, hey, man, Michael, do something with those other guys. We got to fix you. Don't sweat it. We, we, we got to make sure. And we found, again, another three, four guys, a lot of moving scopes, a lot of readjusting setups, little foam and duct tape on a stock. We put one guy on a bench. You know, it's all part of the game because I'd rather have you more comfortable. I'd rather have you in a position to learn than to be 
uncomfortable, frustrating, complaining about your neck. So we really work to get that level of relief into the shooter because we know you're going to be down in the prone, pounding on this stuff for three days. If you're jacked in the neck and jacked in the shoulders or not getting your sight picture or hunting and pecking for that look, it's going to mess you up, man. So we, we really have to take that first day and tweak you, in which we did. And, and I think that worked out fantastic for everybody. And again, the results. So going back to this Valkyrie. So the Valkyrie's there. And it, 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 the gun just something was up. Something just wasn't right. So I'm like, dude. APO's in the car, replace my ammo, because it was 6.5 Creed, replace the ammo, the gun's yours. I got a case of Prime in there, just, you know, you can't replace it right now with Prime, but get me a box of Hornaday or Federal, I'm fine. You know, I'm happy with whatever it is, as long as I got 200 rounds to put back from the 200 rounds you're going to take, you know, no harm, no foul. But here's the APO, Night Force 4 to 16 on it, ready to go. Zero it up for you, and let's have at it. Guy does... He's shooting just not quite half, but not quite five-eighths either. He's right in that half-minute accuracy right out of the gate. And he's having a much better experience using the APO gun on the line versus trying to fight with a piece of equipment that wasn't. We had we had several rifles that were just, I, I you know, you don't want to kind of criticize. Um, and, and this isn't, his isn't one of them. I mean... But there was a rifle out there that came to the class that was a bad spec, you know? And it was like, uh, I don't know who sold you that. And I'm not quite sure I'm, I'm catching the context of why you wanted it that way. But it's not good. And it didn't do you any favors down the line. So we kind of tried to fix that and we, and we worked with it a little bit where we could. But in the case of this, this one student with the Valkyrie, here's my gun. Here's the APO. It's yours, man. Shoot it. Okay, again, it's a Remington 700 barreled action in an Ashbury stock. Super adjustable to make it to fit the guy, right? Because it's my gun, but it's not made for me because you can adjust it. Push button adjustment. Moves all that stuff. He gets it. I, I did a little tweaking on the trigger. Got a trigger tech trigger in it. It's been... You know, cleaned up, ear gauge checked, put back together, which is why out of a 700 with factory ammo, it's getting good results. I put a can on it. You know, I took the brake. They they ship it with a brake. And it's just a plain old two-port two brake. It might be three. I think it's two. Anyway, it's great thread protector, the way I look at it. Comes right off. Put the can on. Now we're civilized, and we're ready to go. I'm going to bring it to Alaska. So it's going to be up there in Alaska so those guys can see it. Jimmy D, man, I need some 6.5 Creed. Anyway, so um, that ended up being a real big win for me on the line, just seeing the results. And here was my validation. So Sunday morning, we started doing some comp stuff like Mike was talking about. And one of the first ones we did. Now, I wasn't on that end of the line where the APO was. Shooter 12, uh, he's a local guy from Denver, had the APO. I was doing one through six. So all I can see is stuff when we did like the entire field with these little comps where we went down the line and everybody shot the same thing to see best of. So we do this KYL. 
Who's one of the first guys to clean the KYL all the way down to the little one in friggin' 12 to 15 mile an hour winds? The APO gun. I'm a happy camper, man. I mean, that, that, that our KYL, that little guy is pretty little. You know, it might be two inches at 400 yards. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's pretty about two inches. So I see that. And throughout, we had guys, almost every relay, we had three guys that would dr- clean a drill. Not always the same three. And, uh, you know, but usually that's where it went. But I'm going to tell you something. The conditions were tough. The guys stepped up and they picked up the wind really, really well. And we were able to get these hits and we were, we were never that far off. That's the key, man, that you don't have to struggle and chase it. So I thought it was it was a really successful class. I'm going to get together with Mike and we'll talk about it. I'll try to go before I go to Alaska so we can get his perspective on this. And he can go more into the class. Now, the other thing I did while I was there this weekend, I had the Mile High Custom Shop Fritz build. Love Fritz. Fritz build of the Valkyrie that they did for me that I put in the AX chassis. So, Bighorn Origin Action, left-hand gain twist Bartland barrel. They spun up in 224 Valkyrie. Dropped it in an AI chassis. And as I had mentioned, I was going to try this brand new Alpha magazine I had. I had an old Alpha magazine 308. And when I looked at it, the feed lips looked really tight to me. And I'm like, man, these this looks tight. I bet you it'd fit the Valkyrie. So I put some in there, kind of put it together, ran a few in the house, nothing crazy. And it sort of worked. I'm like, hey, this looks like it's going to work. But the test is going to be on the line when you're actually shooting it. So I take it there to zero it up. I put the zero compromise on it. I'm going to zero this bad boy up. And I got Hornaday 88 grain factory ammo. Let's see what it does. How's it going to work? Again, conditions suck. You don't want to be zeroing shit and freaking, you know, hurricane winds we got going on here. But it is what it is. Damn gun shoots sub 3.8s right out of the box. Fucking boom. It's putting them in. I mean, I'm stacking them. In this tiny little group, man. And I'm not even trying, really. And I love the floating dot on the Zico. You know, that that reticle really, really speaks to me. I like it. I love the sight picture. I love what I'm looking at. Controls the whole thing. And I'm just boom, boom, boom. Laying these little 224 Valkyries in there. Now, I didn't get any muzzle velocity or anything like that. But, um, you know, I got dope. I ended up doping it out uh, yesterday to get some numbers. But, man, everybody's, well, why do you want a bolt-action rifle in a Valkyrie? It wasn't made for that. I love it. I don't care what the frig. I like it. It's no recoil. It's cheap as shit. It's got double, if not a little more, to barrel life, all that other crap. And I will tell you, like, to 600 yards again, even in these winds, it's a 6.5 Creed. Okay, almost all that, it's right there. But after um, that 600, especially in the winds like I was doing it, then you got to really pay attention in the wind. There's a transition, and it you know now it's kind of light. It's small. It's not super zippy fast. I'm not in the three grand. I'm in 2,700 or so, give or take. You know, I'll figure it out later. I haven't figured out the muzzle velocity yet. I just got hard copy dope. But boom, 
I took it out. I had 11.25. I'm all over it. I flopped the center on that. It's a 7-inch, 6-inch center at 11.25. Like, boom, boom, boom. My third shot on it. I'm holding center. I'm doping it. I'm not even, like, trying. I'm trying to dope that to get my my holds, you know? Boom. Nailed the center. I'm like, hello. How great is that? I think I want to say it was 10 and a half mils. Uh, the it paper's in my car. 10 and a half mils to 11.25. Okay, I think that's what the dope was. And now, don't get me wrong, I needed like three mils of wind. But we're over, I think uh, the average wind at that time when I was doing that was 14. I think that's what I put in was a 14 mile an hour wind. Three mils. Okay, so no problem. I think we're, I mean, if you got the kids, if you got the wife, if you want to make something inexpensive, the bighorn action is 850. Custom action, floating bolt heads, interchangeable. You get a damn 6'8 bolt head. If you don't like it, just change it. It, it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there might be two variants, but the big horns use like a Savage pre-fit thread. So like a Savage barrel. But, the, you know, Mile High spun it up for me, and I used the left-hand gain Bartlin. I'm left-hand gaining it again and digging on it. I dig it. And so... um the thing just ran. So with those magazines, I can fit 14 rounds in the magazine. And I posted a video not only on Sniper's Hide, but up I threw it up on Facebook real quick because it was on my phone. And I got 13 rounds in the video. Again, fucking people breaking balls. I'm like, the, the, the mag will fit 14. When I threw the video on Facebook, I ran 13. Yo, common core math. Oh, it only, you know, you can't count. Who gives a shit, dude? I still ran 13 rounds in 15 seconds, and it fed. I can fit 14 in there. Does it matter that I only ran 13 if I said to you I can put 14 in the mag? Holy shit. Give me a break. Guys are pathetic sometimes. If you're going to be funny, okay, I get it. But put a little, like, poo emoji or something. I don't know. Poo on there. But anyway, um... That that was uh that ended up working out pretty good. And so I am a fan of this Valkyrie bolt gun because number one, I, after gun sight and after the desert tech, my neck and shoulder hurt. I hate it, it hurts. The Valkyrie don't I don't feel nothing. You know what I mean? So it it's it makes me feel good. You know, oh, and a douchebag on Facebook. And, you know, I'm not going to call you out. You know you are. You're fucking, these guys, oh, Hornaday won with an A-tip. I guess last week Brantley won a match and he used the Hornaday A-tips, right? And they're like, fucking assholes that they are. They're like, hey, man, oh, look, the Hornaday won first time out and nobody's won a match with a Valkyrie. Three guys have won matches here with the Valkyrie, dude. Brian Whalen, fucking Mike, and Adam. They've shot it locally just because they didn't do the national match and the whole thing. Because you guys are a bunch of pussies and won't go and fucking get one. And you're like, got to talk shit, talk shit, talk shit. Because it makes you feel better. A bunch of never, never was. Fucking never was, no nothing guys. Want to fucking talk smack about stuff. And, you know, ah, oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. They're like big, man. It's like fucking Tom Hanks and shit. But anyway, yeah, guys. Guys have won matches with Valkyrie. Just not your match. Whatever. 
But anyway, I think it's viable. I like it. I like the way it is. And especially if you're going to bring in kids and you're going to bring in women, you don't want to pound them with fucking recoil. You don't have to. You don't want to spend the money because what if they're not going to stick with it? You don't have to. And if it goes into something, you got a fun little trainer, man. The drops and everything, like I said, out to 600 are really similar to a 6.5 Creed. After that, it kind of acts like a 168.308. But it's all doable, man. You can learn it. Anyway, I dig it. I'm happy with it. I got my Valkyrie bolt gun, and it ain't going anywhere. It's going to stay, and I'll end up using it a lot more. Got it in my AI in a chassis i put the really right stuff uh mounts and everything on it i put a hard rail hard gear rail dan hansen's hard gear stuff he's got them hoodies are badass dan i'm digging them um so all that stuff i think i think it's a good setup you know what i mean i'm not worried about it i can go a little lighter doesn't get hot doesn't get crazy doesn't waste the barrels you know what i mean you got something you can work with and it's Nearly identical to 223 AI without having to do the AI. And if you really like AI, just do a Valkyrie AI and throw another 50 feet per second on it. Can't hurt, right? You're still going to be throwing a 224 fast. So there you go, man. I, I don't get these fucking assholes with their comments. And, you, and they're, they're punking on me because one of the other guys came back and go, well, maybe because no PRS matches have shots at a mile. Because they're, they're rat, they, they act like I don't see it and don't know. I do. You're a fucking bunch of douchebags or a bunch of never was. So there you go. That's my little mini rant for now. But anyway, I'm digging it. I like it. I think it's fun. And, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna uh, to continue to run that direction with this stuff. So anyway, um, where else do I got to uh, follow up? But nope, class was really good. A lot of great learning. I mean, and, you know, we sat with everybody and we got some feedback and they were appreciative. You know, I, I, I did some focus on it. I took some heart from the last thing. I made sure I individualized and sent everybody home with a roadmap of where they need to work on, you know. So that was the main thing. We did our two fundamental evals, a before and after. And the improvement was big. You, you can't argue when you see the results and you have guys who have never shot that far or telling you they never shot that far and are hitting targets twice as beyond, you know, twice the distance, twice as far beyond it. And, and that's a great thing. And it's funny, you know, we, I talked to one of because one of the students had commented and some of them had been to classes before, but one of them had commented that uh, one that even though they you they paid us money. We didn't bullshit them or sugarcoat them. We, we, we gave it to them straight. So one person had commented on that. They're like, dude, you guys are no nonsense. You give it to us straight. You don't sugarcoat it. You don't treat us differently because we paid you money. And I'm like, yeah, man. And then another one really liked the attention. It was one of the guys who didn't want to adjust his rifle. And we, we worked with him a little extra and got him up and going and made him more comfortable and then showed him some other things. How does this feel for you? How does this feel for you? We, you know, we got them where we needed it to do. And then over the weekend, we would bring something like a higher bipod. How does this one feel? Oh, that feels better. Okay, well, now you know you need a bigger bipod. Oh, how does this feel? Oh, that feels better. Okay, well, now you know your scope sucks. <laughs> anyway, so um, we, we did that. So somebody, I had said to people, I'm like, listen, man, you're, when you get a class from us, me or, you know, mile high or however you do it, 
you're not paying me to let you shoot on my range and me spot you. You know what I mean? It's not just like, hey, come on over. Okay, there's the targets out there. And that's 100 yards. That's 300. That's 500. That's 800. Go ahead and let's shoot. And then you shoot, I spot, and give you corrections. That's not a class. Okay? So I, I, I call it the spotter class. And one of the guys come up to me after, kind of, you know, he's like, I took one of those classes, and you're absolutely right. Where the guy basically just, you know, you're paying him money to hang out on hang out with him and hang out on his range. And you got to watch for that stuff, man, because they're out there. You know what I mean? Those dudes are there. They'll take your money all day, and they don't have a friggin' thing to teach you or they're regurgitating stuff they don't even understand themselves. Oh, I came in fucking 10th at a PRS match. I'm an instructor today. It's like, oh, have at it, dude. Go to town, you know. So I, I'm not a fan, man. But at the same time, we don't do comp classes. I, right now, I'm not doing competition class. So if you want to learn how to, you know, squeeze every friggin' rule out of the PRS, you go to one of the comp classes where they'll teach you to shoot a staple over there. And, oh, when they got a paper target, shoot the staple first and then go to your target when you know what it's going to do. You know, that kind of shit. Um you know, or hey, when the RO's not looking, do this. Or hey, do this. And yeah, they got those classes and nothing wrong with them. If it helps you, it helps you. Have at it. But that's not what we do, you know. Anyway, that's good for that. So let me see where else I am uh, with this really quick. Make sure I get caught up. Uh, there was some stuff. I don't know if I should read those Podbean comments yet because there is a bunch of them. Uh, nah, I'm going to do that the next one. I'll do. I'll follow up with the comments. Keep comment, Dude, you guys are killing it with comments. Mike and I were talking about it all weekend long. Look, these dudes are blowing up our comment section. We think we're going we're gonna to pass Joe Rogan if you guys keep it up. And that's going to be awesome coming into the, the end of the year. And then to say, you know, top comments on the app is friggin' Everyday Sniper. Hello. That would be, that would be pretty damn kick ass if, if you ask me. But uh, moving forward, I will be in Alaska at the end of the week. So looking forward to seeing all you guys on Friday night. And then Saturday, I got classes. I got about 10 days uh, up there, give or take a day. Uh, travel, you know how it goes. Got to sit in a freaking bus. Anyway, so um, I'm going to be up there teaching classes uh, with Mark. And I got Jimmy D helping out and doing some stuff. He put some 300 uh, board paper for us up there. And I got a bunch of shooting C's and things I'm bringing up. Pain in the ass to get some of that stuff. So I ordered it ahead of time um, online and, and, and did there. I also ordered these sticker targets. I don't know if I got told you guys about this. Um, I... I do the sticker giant and stickers, you know, the everyday sniper sticker and this sticker and that sticker. So I do, I have this like, um, it's, it's like a big ass playing card, but it's a, it's a little silhouette target and it's got a, a like a three quarter inch dot and then it's got a dot above and it's going to be either four tenths of a mil above it. Kind of like a bench resty target. It's a little glossy and I'm not really a super big fan. I, I would have wanted to do it a little bit different. And, but it's a good target. But anyway, we're, we're used to using, I, what I made a mistake is, is a place to write your shooter number on. So I designed this target that has like a one inch, three quarter round circle 
you know, and that'll put your number in it. And then connected to it, there's a two-inch circle. And then curved along the side, I put sniper's hide. And then I put, like, a red dot in the middle and all this. So I have these, like, sniper's hide stickers. So when I go out and travel and do these classes, like the uh, Minnesota class, I can just go up and put the sticker on for, like, the fundamental eval and the zeroing, put your shooter number right on it, and now you can shoot all this stuff, and it's it's a cool little thing. It looks like a like a weird-off figure eight, but it's not. So you, you got the two-inch circle, and then at 10 o'clock, 9.30, it's got the one-inch circle off the corner, and then going down from 1 o'clock to, like, 4 o'clock, it says Sniper's Hide with some goofy font, and then I got, you know, a little red spot, those little smaller center aiming point. And things like that and blah, 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 blah. So now I got a sniper's hide and other things to shoot at. I was actually thinking, looking at this right in front of me, I got the everyday sniper sticker. I should probably take this design and fill in the middle and have us shoot those too. You know what I mean? So you can buy them super, you know, you buy them for like 20 cents a piece or whatever. And then you just slap them on a piece, you know, on a board when you get to these ranges and guys can shoot them. So uh, I think it's kind of cool. Maybe we'll do something with shoot your everyday sniper sticker. Like send me a self-stamp addressed envelope and I'll I'll drop in like two or three stickers for you. And then if you shoot them and post them, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it or something. But uh, yeah, man, it's been really, really good. Great classes, great week. We're going to be moving forward. If you haven't gotten into one, get a hold of Mike over at Mile High or talk to Jamie over there. You can sign up online at Mile High Shooting Outdoors if you want a Colorado class. Um, uh, I'm booked everywhere else pretty much, man. There's going to be no room to fit you in this year. I got just got another inquiry uh, for next year, so I'm trying to find space for a guy who wants me to have a class in, like, North Dakota. So um, I'm looking for some space for those guys too, and we'll see what happens there. But, um. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's working great. I think our program's good. I'll end up probably spending the entire flight uh, up and back tweaking the powerPoints. You know, I, I wrote, I, it was like, I, was it, it was Saturday night. Saturday night, we were talking about this, Mike and I. So I was watching the NASCAR race, and um, I had my little composition notebook there that I keep by the bed. So I was chilled out watching the race. And just re-outlining the PowerPoint and how I want to do things to kind of shrink it. But to reinforce all of that, I kind of want to go into a, you know, instead of talk, 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 and then we go out and shoot a way that maybe I can talk a little, shoot it, talk a little, shoot it, talk a little, shoot it, you know, kind of break it up a little bit that way, but into more, um, kind of clean up the segments a little bit where, you know, we'll do the fundamentals, we'll zero and do all that stuff. Then we'll do the wind and we'll do that. And then we'll do ballistics and then we'll do that, you know? So I'm looking at uh, basically tweaking that whole thing just to, you got to have the info, man. We all got to be on the same sheet of music when it comes to uh, nomenclature. And if I say get straight behind, you understand what that means. You know, if we talk about the rifle setup and things and, you know, again, it worked with the, with the rifle setup by explaining that to the degree we do, we, we ended up four or five rifles, at least, man, we ended up moving them around pretty darn heavy because guys understood the setup and then they realized this is not right for me. 
It's fingerprint. It's the front seat of your car. You know what I mean? It's your driver's seat. It, it's it's that. Just think about if you sit in your seat in your car and your seat's not adjusted. Your steering wheel up, down, left, right is not or not up, down. It's up, down, forward, and back. So your seat, is it up, forward, back, angle? How's that? Okay, good. Steering wheel, where's that? Telescope's out, up and down. Okay, cool. Now your mirrors, where does the mirrors go? You got two on each side, one in the middle. You got to set all that up. Move any elements of that and you're not comfortable no more. And you're why is my car not right? Well, that's what your rifle too, okay? You got your stock, you got your scope. You got to go and be able to do all that bipod. So stock, scope, and bipod all have to be adjusted correctly for you. And that's one of those things we work about. All right, guys, I'm going to get this up posted for you. Um, we're going to go and uh, we're going to we're going to get this knocked out. I'll give you guys another one for darn sure before I hit Alaska. And then I'll probably do one that first morning in Alaska because Mark usually doesn't pick me up till 10. So I, I, I'll wake up early. So um, I'll end up knocking one out and uploading it from the hotel. And then, you know, from there, I'll, I'll grab a, a, a Mark one and we'll do some Mark podcasts. If I could twist his arm to come downstairs a little bit. He wants to go socialize with everybody. He doesn't want to be in the room doing a podcast. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can get one in in between the classes and stuff. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper.